Hello and welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. I'm your host, Scones, and here with me is your other host, Darcy. Hey, it's me, your other host. Today we're going to be looking at a couple of stories with eerily similar subject matter. And really the theme of today's episode is being watched and how completely unsettling and horrifying that, that is, is at a, all times i don't like being watched when i know someone's looking at me exactly so i'm looking <laughs> at you right now and you're sweating <laughs> <laughs> so being watched being watched uh, so in today's episode i am the one bringing the stories to the table and i'm in the hot seat yes he's in the hot seat he does not know the subject matter at all nope but i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it So our story takes place in the beautiful town of Westfield, New Jersey. Westfield. Have you ever been? I've never. I've driven through New Jersey, and there's a lot. When you drive through, you just go on the highway, and it's just like like planes flying overhead and smog. Yeah, the great uh, the Garden State. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so, town of Westfield, New Jersey, is a pretty small town. It's about like fourteen thousand people, and it's a very wealthy town. It's okay. a suburb of Manhattan where a lot of the wealthier people go. So the average like income is like $200,000 or something for a household. Okay. And so the story is about a family called the Broadduses. The Broadduses. And so the Broadduses. What is that? Na- like, I'd, I don't know. I'm not even sure. Is that's it B-R-O-T-A-S? B-R-O, like broad. Oh, broad. Okay. And then D-U-S-E-S. Broadduses. Okay. Or Broduces. Broduces. Dude, check up the dude. <laughs> the that's Broduces. a podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> so they're buying a beautiful home at 67 Boulevard Avenue. They could not figure out if they wanted to call it a boulevard. Or no, 67 or Boulevard, I guess, is just the name. That's a stupid name. That's so it's just, just a, a number, number and then Boulevard? Apparently Wait, that's how so they do things in New Jersey. Does that mean that you just included Avenue organically? It like, sounded <laughs> better in my head. Okay, so 647 Boulevard. So the couple was Maria, who was mm-hmm. raised in that town. That house is actually very close to where she grew up. And okay. Derek, who is from Maine. So she's a native townie and a guy from Maine who's bringing all the Stephen King spooky stuff with him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they have three children. So they've bought this house. It's $1.3 million. Ooh, so so that kind of gives you a background on how committed they are to this house. And what was Maria's husband's name? Derek. Okay, so is Derek or Maria the one bringing in that sweet dough? Derek and Marita, Maria. Maria Broduces. <laughs> I'm going to say Broduces. Yeah, uh, say Broduces. <laughs> don't say Broduce. <laughs> and so they just, so, uh, he had just celebrated his 40th birthday. Is, he, is he making the money? It doesn't say. Okay, we don't know. We just know they have a $1.3 million from some unknown location. Yeah, and so they're a really happy family buying this kind of dream home for them, and they're getting ready to move in. Okay. So one night in June 2014, Derek, uh, he's painting. He's renovating as you do in a new home. You said 2014. Yes. Okay, so it's mo- it's like oh, very, yeah. very recently. It's, yeah. All right, all right. That's what's even scarier. I like it. Um, so they just closed and they're painting the inside and he goes outside and checks the mailbox. Yep. There's not a lot of mail because they just bought the house. So there's like a few bills and stuff and then mm-hmm. um, one card-shaped envelope. Card-shaped? Yeah, like it's small. Okay, so like playing card? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so it was addressed in like kind of weird handwriting, thick, described as thick, clunky handwriting. Mm-hmm. Like my handwriting. Just addressed to the new owner. Oh, that's creepy already. And so the first letters Ooh, are... I don't like that. Dearest <laughs> new neighbor at 657 Boulevard. 
allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. What the hell? Kind of harmless. You may be like, it's a weird dude. No, but if you're a neighbor, you walk over with baked goods. You don't like leave a, a cryptic yeah, card. Well, I don't know mailbox. if he has some kind of issues or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, definitely issues, but not eerily. I, I don't like ones. Yeah. Okay. And so as I kept reading, how did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you from the force within? What the fuck? What? So, this is the first letter and it keeps going. That's so creepy. It's not done. <laughs> I don't know how you put all this onto a card size letter, but... That's true. In clunky handwriting. Yeah. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. What the? Yo, my, this is a ghost. My grandfather watched the house in the <laughs> 1920s and my father watched the house in the 60s. Holy shit. It is now my time. Wait, Do you wait, know wait. Th- Question. Is this Haunting of Hill House? Because it sounds like Haunting of Hill House. Uh, no, this is real. God damn. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? What the f- I will find out. Oh my god. Okay, so that's all on a little card-shaped... That's what I'm saying. The guy's organized, at least for his handwriting. <laughs> it's horrible that he got it all onto there. Now, somebody... Is he... A, it sounds like, like, a ghost in the house is just like, I'm gonna write out this letter. Essentially. He said his dad... His father and his grandfather before him... Watched Watched this house. Yeah. I don't like it. For 110 years. Jesus Christ. Or okay. the house is 110 years old. I think that's what that meant. So did he call the police immediately? Because He I did. Been he like, called the police. I would have noped the... F- and he recommended... Uh, well, the police asked him, do you have any enemies? Do you have anyone that you know that would have reason to do this? He said, no, he doesn't have anything like that. Um, so immediately, um, you call the people who sold you the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you Because uh, it doesn't seem to be personal to them. It seems to be the house. Holy shit. Yeah. And so the Woods are the family that sold them the house. Okay. And they say they had gotten a note, but it just seemed odd, not threatening, and didn't mention it. They (laughs) They didn't. They didn't. That's weird. Yeah, weird. That's quirky. This is a quirky neighborhood. (laughs) That's terrifying, and they're dum-dums. The Woods are... If Woods is, if you're out there, you're dumb. Yeah, you... They didn't disclose that. That's definitely I mean. something where they're like, that should be illegal. They wanted to get away with selling a house for yeah, $1.3 right. million. Dollars. That's what get, they wanted. Yeah, if you get mail like that, that should have to be by law disclosed to the buyers. And they said they only got one letter in 23 years they lived in the house. Holy shit. That's the only thing they got in 23 years? Mm-hmm. And so now... That's, um, all right, this is screaming mental illness to me. So now them Yeah. and... Everyone who lives in the house, I guess you kind of have to do that. And then the next door neighbors are suspects, according to the police. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they did say new neighbor, so you would assume it's probably a neighbor. But were any of the neighbors like old men who lived on like top of spooky hills with bats flying out of their chimneys? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not exactly. Oh, damn. I was <laughs> I'm like, gonna, holy I'm not shit. <laughs> <laughs> no bats. No, but um, so before they told anyone... Yeah. Um. Obviously, they're on super high alert. Like they just looked like weirdos because they weren't this new house, but they just looked like to everyone else extremely paranoid people. Wait, everyone else didn't think that was weird. No, no, no. So like everyone in the neighborhood who didn't know about it, like they they tell that like we just looked weird to everyone else in the neighborhood, and that'll be important later because people in the neighborhood who didn't know about the letters, yeah, were just like those people are really paranoid because they don't let their kids outside. Like they don't. Oh, they're just like because okay, okay, okay. these people are going crazy right, right, they just got so, that letter 
Okay, gotcha. So they're super paranoid, as anyone would be. That makes sense. And you're saying everyone else doesn't know about this. They don't have the context to understand why they're freaking out. Exactly. Okay. And so two weeks after this, Maria goes back to the house and, um, you know, to do some more pain stuff. Is she alone and in the house? At this point, yes. No way in hell would I ever just... Be- I, I have to hope it's during the middle of the day. Dude, if she's still. like, if she's like, I gotta go, and it's like midnight, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well. Hey, everyone's... Yeah, I don't... But I just don't think... I would ever go back, like, I wouldn't be alone in the house after that. Honestly, I that would really mess up my, like, home buying, like, experience. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to, I would put it back on the market almost immediately. Because that's terrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. So, while she's there, she finds another thick black lettering on a card-shaped envelope. Inside the house? No, in the oh, middle. Okay. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. Oh, God. The workers have been busy, and I've been watching you <gasps> unload car- oh, carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what's in the walls yet? In oh, time, they will. Oh, my God, dude. That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, I would have set up a camera by this point at my mailbox. I think there, after letter more to that letter, but yeah. It, definitely after the second, but after the first, I would have had like a 65% chance of being like, maybe we should put something, some kind of, sur- or at least install surveillance if they didn't They have did. Any. Okay, good. Good for you. So they, they updated their, it, they kind of talk about it later, but they did update their security, got like cameras, like, because yeah. these are, they're wealthy people. Right, right, And right, it's right, a neighborhood right. true, that true, true, true. a lot of the houses have that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the letter, it doesn't say it because of like discretion, but it mentions their three kids by birth order what and by their nicknames <sighs> holy shit so I'm pleased okay. to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me <laughs> you certainly say their names often what the and then it asks about the one of the kids and it says is she the artist in the family oh my god because they're she, they have an easel on a porch for her <sighs> That's all right. Is this is this gonna be like <laughs> the family? The <laughs> <laughs> That's the look on your face. Yeah, because I'm like, this has to be someone who knows them. Or I I'd have to assume. Like, is it the fa- it's gonna be like the family dentist or some shit? Who's like that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, keep going. So the, to keep reading the letter, six five seven Boulevard is anxious for you to move in, dude. This it is- has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Oh my god. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedroom facing the street? (laughs) I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. What the? F- okay, dude. This sounds like a super jaded like fan fiction writer, and nobody liked his stuff. So he's like, I gotta just resort to being an absolute creep around my neighborhood. I believe that. I don't like it. <laughs> All of the windows and doors in Six Five Seven Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Oh my god. Who am I? I am the Watcher. I have been control of Six Five Seven Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on, and kindly sold it when I asked them to. What the fuck? So did they contact the Woods family again and be like, hey. Did- I pass by many times a day. <laughs> 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Braddis family. Oh, he spells their name wrong. 
Oh, what a dick! <laughs> he didn't, wait, yeah, so he welcome. Knows all, <laughs> he knows all their nicknames. Wait, can't, wait, spell, can't spell, spell last, last name? name. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed Whoa. is what brought you the past three families to six five seven Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving day. You know I will be watching. All right, top suspect is the postman in my head right now. I mean that would make sense. I'm I'm thinking he's just dropping letters, being a creep. I bet he's an old gentleman. I feel like it's a job that you can have without necessarily needing a higher education. Not trying to insult male people, but I'm saying like I feel like it's an accessible. You can feel job. a psychopath getting away with becoming a mailman, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> if he's got blocky handwriting, in my mind, he's kind of a he's not like super educated or something like that, or he's a crazy person. I mean. Maybe. Or he's trying to cover his handwriting, say. so maybe he's doubly smart. I don't know. Anyway, continue. This is... Sp- I, think I, the, I, I think the blocky handwriting is supposed to be a... Like a, a way to cover it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Why not just type it up? Honestly, to me, it's creepier. <laughs> that, I mean, I, yeah, I guess you're going for the creepy factor. That makes sense. Unless you write it in spooky font. The guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so, obviously, after this, um, they're horrified. They contact the police again. They stop bringing their kids to the house. And they don't know if they're ever going to move in. So several weeks later, a third letter arrives. Okay, so they haven't moved in yet. No. They just own the property. They were getting it prepared this whole time, like painting and stuff. Gotcha. But they were bringing the kids to the house to like see it and like pick out rooms and like, you know, family stuff. Right. But they stopped bringing their kids, obviously, because this is horrifying. Yeah. And so a third letter arrives several weeks later. Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. (laughs) What the fuck? Ah. I, it's like this dude just, he's kind of writing it in a way where it doesn't necessarily sound like he's going to murder everybody, but at the same time, he sounds like he's definitely going to murder everybody. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what the, like, what is the penalty one receives for dropping the spookiest letters of all time into your mailbox? Well, that's the thing is the police can't really don't really act on it like they're, they, they have like there's not like really a formal investigation really is what it looks like why it's would, like why would they not have a formal after a they crime, said no one will hear them scream from the basement they're like huh, the police just, don't seem to help almost at all i feel like this is a common thread on like every creepy story ever mm-hmm, but it's, this is real <laughs> <laughs> okay so the police even after the second one they're like i don't think we really need to get involved yet well i mean they're like putting together like a loose file about it but they don't have like they haven't sent anyone to like actively go and like find have people. they like taken the letters for like fingerprints or something it doesn't really say they, they the, it's more they have to take it into their own hands and we'll talk about that okay so also worth mentioning about westfield it's the 99th richest city in america oh shit so this is like people are balling the country's 30th safest town hmm so people mm-hmm. have a lot of money Yep. And it's really safe, but you just get spooky letters. That's the drawback. Yep. And there's a lot of ego, apparently. And any kind of not being part of the neighborhood type of stuff doesn't really get tolerated. Interesting. And there's a lot of just kind of this rich people caring about stupid stuff. Like the boulevard where they live, it's called the boulevard, is uh, like the street where if you're on it, you're important as seen in the community. Oh, okay. So there's a real air of... uh and it being like an asshole. Fans, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ha, ha, look at me walking around with my... I'm imagining everybody has a sweater that they're tied around their like necks. Like they look like Freddy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so the U.S. Postal Service 
uh, their distribution center. The first letter was postmarked June 4th before the sale was even public. Say that again. So the first letter that went to them. Yep. Oh, the it was sale wasn't before. even public. Oh. oh. In fact, there wasn't even a for sale sign put up. Realtor. What's the realtor up to? Got new eyes on the realtor. <laughs> <laughs> also, the easel on the porch that he indicated was hidden by the street. Was hidden from the street by vegetation. Okay. So, so that means someone had to be directly behind the house or directly next door. So who figured out that portion? If Is it like there any investigation going on or it's just like this is... Essentially, just, the police told them to just keep their eyes out. That's such classic police like move of just being like yeah just uh (laughs) or it's also probably because this is such like a nice town i bet the police are not used to dealing with like you said it was like one of the safest towns so like i could also see them being like uh it'll blow over we usually don't have to deal with stuff like this that seems like a major oversight yeah it's a big time oversight so i'm gonna read a little bit from uh this is an article from the cut i believe it's a like a part of the new yorker um, on the art by Reeves Weideman. I don't know if I got that right. Okay. But this information is kind of important. Maria and Derek decided to go to a barbecue in the neighborhood. They were the new homers on the block and they wanted to just meet people and keep an eye out to see who they thought <laughs> might be this horrifying so they person. Like, wait, do they have it? Do they have this like barbecue uh, with the they're, premise they're of... They're not having the barbecue. Another oh, new oh, couple okay, on the okay, street okay. or in the neighborhood's having the barbecue. And I'm assuming this new couple has not had to deal with tiny letter size. Nope. Notes. It's specific to this house. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So um, Derek, the husband's chatting with a neighbor two houses down named John Schmidt. Schmidt told him about the Langfords who live between them, so the next-door neighbors to the house in question. Mm-hmm. So Peggy Langford, who lived there, was in her 90s, and several of her adult children, all in their 60s, also lived there. The family was a bit odd. but yeah, he, a bit? <laughs> but Langford said they're harmless. I mean, Schmidt said they're harmless. So Schmidt is two doors down telling about the Langfords who are the creepy family next door. Okay. And then he describes... Is the whole family there? It, it just says it just says several of her adult children live All there. All right. Because this feels like in, their in a movie where it's like the guy finds out like what who's doing they something. They the house. Yeah. And, like, and then they go back and like their like house rats is... rats living in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He described one of the younger Langfords, Michael. Mm-hmm. Did not have a job and had a big beard. And he was kind of a Boo Radley character. Oh, God. This is so bad. So, obviously, Derek was like, it's them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he didn't have to use much deduction skills. The house was right next to the porch. The family had lived there since the 60s. Yeah. And uh, their family patriarch had died 12 years earlier. Mm. And the watcher claimed to have been on the job for the better part of two decades. So, it's not exactly the better part of two decades, but, I mean, When you said on the job, what do you mean? Oh, as the watcher? Yeah. Oh, okay. His, you know, his job. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. Fits the age description. Has lived there long enough. And is akin to Boo Radley. The number one weirdo in the history of English literature. So the Broduses told the police. And they said they already knew. (laughs) That the family next door was weird. And after the first letter had arrived without telling them, they brought Michael Langford to the police headquarters for an interview. He said he denied knowing anything about the letters. But the Broduses say that the the narrative of what he said matched things that were in the letters. Oh? 
Like, do we have any? Like, can you even like? Do you know what that means exactly? It does not disclose uh, what the interview was. Okay, so, like, so they're saying he, the way he was, or like words he used, or like the way I'm he's guessing speaking? he's just a weird talker. It okay, says match the narrative. I have no idea what that means exactly. Okay, and then but there's not a lot of hard evidence for it. After a few weeks, police chief told the Brodises, short of an admission, there was not much the department could do. Dude, this is classic suburban police moves. There's an awesome quote from Derek. During this, <laughs> fucking Derek, probably nothing's gonna. Well, the police told him probably nothing's gonna happen. What Derek said probably is not good enough for me. Yeah, definitely good for you, Derek. He <laughs> said this person attacked my family and where I'm from. If you do that, you get your ass beat. <laughs> Classic Derek, bro, deuce. Listen, up in Maine, <laughs> dude. In Maine, if you mess with someone's if family, if you write creepy ass letters to someone, you're gonna get your ass. You're gonna get your ass beat. With that be known to anyone messing with anyone from maine hell yeah good for derek so obviously frustrated they decide to go into their own investigation they say screw the police basically and so they went and found certain homes that fit the criteria of being close enough and having the viewpoints to be the watcher in their neighborhood so they think it's a neighbor okay so they're saying they're thinking a neighbor can see from the house or they're like in a from their house or yard or something like that yeah and can okay. hear things which is how they estimate that they would have heard the parents calling them their the kids their that's nicknames so and stuff. creepy to think there's like a dude like sitting in his house against the window that can like hear everything you're saying that's stuff. like my nightmare yeah oh i hate that and that's the the whole theme of today's episode <laughs> is how horrifying that is and how it can just Pretty much make you go crazy. Yeah. If you think for someone's sure. watching you at all times. Uh-huh. I mean, every crazy person ever, like, that's, like, the classic crazy guy move of being, like, I'm being watched by, or, like, the paranoia of being watched. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one bit. Nope. And so they decide to hire a private investigator. Good for them. It seems like the police were doing nothing, so I'm glad they went What they them. hire him to do is to run background checks in the Langfords, but nothing comes up. Okay. Then they reach out to a former FBI agent who it says here served as the inspiration for Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. So it's that lady. Is is the woman? The lady who was the inspiration for Clarice Sterling is on this case now. Wait, oh, this is the detective or the FBI? The FBI agent. Okay, but okay, she's okay. the real life inspiration for That's super Clarice cool. Sterling. That's super dope. And, uh, and then they also hired Robert Lenahan who's another former FBI agent. And they conducted what's called a a threat assessment. A threat assessment? A threat assessment. Okay. And they recognize several old-fashioned ticks in the letters that they think means it's an old writer, like an old age. Yep. Um, it was addressed M. Ambratus. And then also included the day's weather. <laughs> and the <laughs> okay. and the sentences also had double spaces. In other news. So based on this, they thought that it was the writer was a voracious reader. Okay, sure. Dude, I find I find handwriting, like, analysis so fucking cool. They call it, yeah, it's also, like, seems leaps and bounds. Like, so get this. There's no profanity in the letter, so they think that he's less macho. Yeah, I did, like, it's stuff like that that's, like, crazy, and then how accurate it can be is nuts. Yeah, and then they linked it to the movie The Watcher with Keanu <laughs> Reeves, who was a serial killer who stalked the detective trying to catch him. Makes I have sense. never seen that movie of you. No. But I like Keanu Reeves. Who doesn't like Keanu Reeves? And I like this Michael Langford guy. <laughs> Seems like a real good guy. <laughs> so, first letter, Tuesday, June 4th. But that was a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Wait, two, okay, Wednesday, June 4th. 
Yes. So the former FBI agent doesn't think the watcher is going to do anything. Um, it has to do with the typos and errors. Oh, no, no. He says he doesn't think he's going to do on him, but he's worried that because of typos and errors, he's an erratic person. Yeah. The watcher. I think anyone they, that can be clue. I like you don't need analysis to know this guy's kind of wacky. Yeah. And so the first error is that or an example of that error is that Tuesday, June 4th was a Wednesday. Oh, I thought you made the mistake by accident. No. Oh, you're saying that he... The, the watcher did. Okay. And also, there seems to be kind of a... What he calls a seething anger, like a manifesto type of thing, like of not liking rich people. Okay, so this is what the detectives are telling the family right now? Yes, this is what uh, they're finding. <laughs> like, don't this is worry. What, Here's the deal. The cops are like, don't worry about it. And this detective is like, this guy's erratic. He seems very angry. Mm-hmm. And he's always watching you. Mm-hmm. And yes. so they look at um, like an example of this guy's detest for money moving into a town, even though it's a seems yeah, like a very rich like town in of, of this house. Yeah. So he writes, the house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You've changed it and made it so fancy. You're stealing its history. It cries for the past and what used to be the time when it, when I roamed its halls. Oh. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard. When I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father. But he kept watching till the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young bloods will be mine again. What the fuck? This sounds like a dude who's already schizophrenic. And then his dad died and he just like, like, that was the stressor that just sent him off the edge. Like he just lost his mind. So the scariest thing about that is that it's, he's, I guess if you take it literally, he's saying that he was inside the house. Right. Yeah. That's And his dad creepy. used to be inside the house. Right. Also creepy. I, I <laughs> if this is just like a lineage of weirdos running through these people's houses, that would be insane. So another weird thing is. So Lenahan, the old FBI agent, said you should look into former housekeepers or their descendants, mm, people smart. who were jealous maybe yep. that they were in this rich home all the time, but it wasn't theirs. Makes sense. Good call. And then the way this writer goes is that they didn't really pay attention to that. They focused, they were convinced it was the Langfords or someone in that family, mm. whether or not it was Michael. And so the Broduses sent a letter to the Langfords and saying they were going to tear down the house hoping to get some kind of response maybe to like to push the guy into oh i see so clearly the watcher has Wait, like they a boner this, for this house they said this to the langfords they sent a letter to the langfords saying they're going to tear down the house that's so weird like though like, <laughs> like yeah you're in this letter warfare okay uh afterwards uh well nothing happened from that um detective lugo one of the cops who didn't really do anything Brought Michael Langford in for a second interview, but nothing was came of that. That's such a like an alpha move to send a letter back. I know, right? Just to be like, Fuck this is what we do in Maine, baby. <laughs> you send me a letter, I'm sending one right Meet back. Meet me at 657 <laughs> <laughs> Boulevard. So wait, if that's the name of the street, is 657, then what's the house number? I assume it's 657, and then it just doesn't... Boulevard. It's just, it's just, bo- it's just its its thing. Hey, There's only one boulevard in the whole town. That's probably all of New Jersey. So after this second bringing in Michael Langford, Abby, the 90-year-old, accused the police of harassing her family. Eventually, the Broduses decide to hire a lawyer who meet with them. Please say the police weren't like, we're on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> this old lady was like, they're being 
No, so basically the Broduses and the Langfords sat down with their attorneys and all went over the letters and the photos explaining how basically the Langfords are the prime suspect based on being able to see everything in their house and hear right, that makes sense. the things that the Broduses... Basically telling you, you have to be the, the watcher. Right. So another a creepy side note is Maria, the wife, mm-hmm. Brodus, had a dream. Uh, classic. <laughs> She woke up to an especially vivid one, but a man who lived nearby, and she said, he was wearing these boots and carrying a pitchfork and calling to the kids, and I couldn't get to them in time. Oh, my God. This is like classic horror movie motifs going on. It's horrifying. Yeah. And she spent time, she looked at Trader Joe's for people. <laughs> she Googled people. It says specifically Trader Joe's, too. She's like, all right, someone's getting some all-natural peanut butter, and I'm going to find out if they're going to take She's looking for people that maybe she's seen around the neighborhood, like, desperate to kind of get, like, another lead, because clearly, like, Derek is convinced it's the Langfords, but she's, like, losing her mind. Yeah, I would be, too. They decided to expand their search for other suspects. The police did. Or no, it's not even the police. The private investigator did. He's getting shit done. I was going to say, this guy sounds like he's doing way more than the police are doing, and I uh, I give him props for that. Yeah, so even scarier, he finds two child sex offenders within a few Ooh. blocks. Although, I feel like anywhere I go, if I go onto one of those sites, it's like sex offenders near you. It's just like, it's like on top of you. I'm just, I'm like, just thinking about how it's one of the wealthiest towns in America and a, a neighborhood with a $1.3 million house, and these sex offenders are making enough money to live that's here. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen their Etsy it, shops, dude? <laughs> they got I mason think that's jars. a hard job to, I mean, like... Sex offenders are known to have dope mason jars with custom etching that they can sell at cheap prices. <laughs> and make a couple Their Etsy mil. stores are popping yeah. off. So Bill Woodward, who um, we're introducing a new character, he's their house painter. So he's painting the outside of the house for them while they were doing the inside. His last name's Woodward? Mm-hmm. Bill Woodward. And this Woodward. happened in Westfield? Westfield. Bill Woodward of Westfield. He paints wood. <laughs> he does. He paints and does woodwork. <laughs> okay. He also said he noticed something weird. The couple that's behind 657 Boulevard, they kept lawn chairs strangely close close to the Broadus' property. One day, he said he was looking out the window and he saw this older guy sitting in one of the chairs. He wasn't facing his house. He was facing the Broadus's. That's creepy. This would be like if in Home Improvement, his neighbor was a psychopath. Okay. Yeah. And so, basically, by the end of 2014, the investigation had stalled. There was no more trails. The case had pretty much gone cold, and there's nothing more the police could legally do. Obviously, they continued uh, to lose their mind. Derek went to his priest. They were at pretty much at wit's end. That's a a wicked creepy picture on here. So, they put a new alarm system, but they also had anxiety. Do we move here? Right. Do we live here? I would say no. (laughs) They could install as much security as how, they wanted, but are you ever really going to feel yeah, safe with no, three definitely kids? Not. How, how many, like, how long has this gone on for? Do we know? Do we know, like, the time frame of, like, when the investigator gets involved and stuff? Like, have they been not moved in for, like, months and months and months? No, because of renovations. Okay. Or I don't know the, I guess, so it started in June 2014, but this is by the end of 2014, so I'm guessing this is winter. Okay. And yes, who decides to write them? Oh, our mystery writer. Yep. And his letter says, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It's coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? (laughs) It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. 
I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass for you to bring the young blood back to me. I hate young blood. Yeah, he says <laughs> so it a lot. Gross. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. So it sounds like the Watcher's having a meltdown that no kids are living in the house. He needs Ooh. kids to be there. He oh, needs young blood. It's like a Pennywise situation. Essentially, that's what it sounds like. Except it's probably just a dude like... Ah, oh, God, I hate this. Doing gnarly stuff. Just a... Yeah. This uh, this is no good all in all angles. This is a no good, very bad day. So, um, six months after the first letter arrived, they decide to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good call. So I'm totally picture, down with that. I've never bought a house, but I know people who have, and it sounds like a colossal pain in the ass. I can only imagine a $1.3 million house. It's a super big That pain. needs renovations. You get in there, you get it all done, all figured and out, and the then piece. this bullshit happens to I you. I would be so pissed. It's this mixture of horrifying dread and then also just extreme anger. Yeah. Because you think... What you're scared of is that this person has a power over you, but then that I feel like that thought creeps in your head. Like, this is just some weird, creepy old guy that I could beat the crap out of. Like, and he's making me sell my $1.3 million house. Yeah, that is tough because it's like it could just be a teenager, like an angsty teen or, down yeah, the road or, who's just like, oh, some young like, blood. kid who's like in his theater class was really good at horror <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sucks. I would hate that. So they sell it. Mm-hmm. Do they at least get up, make some money off of it, maybe? So this is where. The community around them starts to kind of turn on them. What, because they don't want to live there? Are they being like, you're not, that, we're not good enough for you or something like that? And they're bringing attention to this kind of thing. Well, they're basically blaming this family for this kind of thing happening. Going to the police, making it kind of a public thing that oh. ended up in the New Yorker. They're, they're blaming saying, the victim? Essentially, What's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> One broker who, uh, like, the client loved their... Um, the house wanted to buy it, but there are so many unsubstantiated rumors flying around from sexual predator to stalker. So the the community started to spread uh, those rumors, and because of those rumors, the community also didn't like it because they're what I assume their property values are also going down because screw something like this, this town, man. This town is like uh, I I hate this. <laughs> they're like what a what a bad example of neighborhood camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And so like their agent was like, just don't tell people. When people come to That's town and buy the horse, the woods is. don't tell them. And he says, like, people have threatening letters about, like, dogs barking and you don't have to tell people. But Derek was like, no, I think you have to tell them. All right. I like this He's Derek a good guy. dude. He's from Maine. Of course right. he's cool. He's got a good head on his shoulders. They deal with horrifying stuff up there all the time. Good old New Englander. Represent. We just disclosed that we're from New England. No, no, I'm, I'm from... Watcher's Key- coming for us now. <laughs> We're recording at Key West. <laughs> hey, give me another margarita. Margarita. <laughs> We're listening to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> There's chickens just in the streets for some reason. Why the chickens? I don't I don't know. It's literally a pirate's cove that just never... That's true. There's changed. I've heard there's no laws there. There's not. You can literally do whatever you want. That sounds amazing. You can just be like naked playing a guitar in the street, like hugging a chicken, and everyone's like, that's just Dave. I bet there's no watchers there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's not. Because everyone's too drunk to write. And yeah, so basically the woods, they said they never felt issues. They never felt watched. They rarely, They said they rarely even locked their doors. This is neighbors? The family that owned, them befo- owned oh, the, the house family. before them, the Woodses. Jesus. Even after these letters. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, these woods need to really. I they're they're not doing the right thing. Eventually, this thing got to the Today Show. Whoa! Uh, and the story went viral. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. I guess I wasn't too in tune with viral stuff in 2015. 2015. I thought I was though. You know, you, yeah. I was a junior in college. I was pretty internet savvy. I guess this just didn't make it, or I thought it was like bogus. Yeah, that's. I've I've never heard of it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so obviously it says that. Is this like a Reddit investigation that like finds somebody? That would be amazing. That would be sick. I feel like that's a classic Reddit move. But it's a real life mystery. They don't know who it is. But there's a couple of things that Reddit users obsessed with. Hey. Uh, Wait, this was, was it's never solved? Not to this point in the story, oh. no. But Dude, the Reddit have... users who obsessed over Google Maps tried to help. One found a car parked in front of 657. Uh, they said they had a man holding a camera in a driver's seat. Some people wait, thought wait, the brothers were wimps for not moving in, though. <laughs> wait, so you're saying some guy loaded up Google Maps, went to the address, and saw a guy in a car, as if at the exact time that the Google car was driving by, this person happened to be sitting outside? Yeah, and this person, I feel like, would be good enough not to. So the range of subjects then kind of spiraled out of hand once it got a hand on, like, to the internet. Like, one included a possible mistress, mistress, a high school teacher's creative writing project. Dude, this is what always happens. It just becomes, like, crazy, like... A flying, a burning sphere in the sky. Guerrilla marketing for a horror movie. And this one, in quotes, mall goths just having fun. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right mall there. Mall goths just having fun. <laughs> That's a podcast. Now that's a podcast. Okay. So my theory is probably that it's the, the, I'm going on the rule of the most obvious answer is most likely the truth, which is that it's a paranoid schizophrenic neighbor from the Langfords who mm-hmm. is an older gentleman who is losing his mind. That seems awfully convenient to be right next door and know all this information about these people. Yeah. And also sound like you are probably schizophrenic. I feel like those are too many variables to not add up to, to being a crazy dude leaving letters. They definitely, that's the glaring suspect. Now, did the house sell? I have to assume. So we're not there yet. Oh, there's more. Okay. So in Westfield, obviously, because this story hit national notoriety, uh, Westfield as a town was a little bit on edge. Kids would no longer walk down the boulevard. No. Uh, parents would not let kids go anywhere near it. So it's become like a haunted street at this point. Like, Yeah, this is, but it's like ooh. not an urban legend. This is like on the Today Show. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, don't go, <laughs> hey, everybody, don't go down the street. Yeah. And um, is that Michael, Str- I was about to say Michael Strahan, but I don't think that's the Today Show. Uh, I don't think so either. He has the, the teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I know who Michael Strahan is. Guys, write in and tell us what show Michael, show Strahan's, Michael Strahan's on. It's not Good Morning America. That's Robin oh, Roberts. It's not Good Morning America? No. What the uh, fuck is he on that? I don't know. I just know Robin Roberts. I don't know who that is. She's on the t- Derek Good Morning America. Anyway. 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 Like to reveal a little more on the case, enter Baron Chambliss. That's his <laughs> yeah. name. Baron's He's a, a former up? detective for the Westfield Police. Okay. Baron He Chambliss. comes in, he quotes, says, The Broadduses are victims, and I don't think they got the support they needed. Yep. Also, what a what a wealthy sounding <laughs> name. Baron, Baron Chambliss. <laughs> you can only come from one of the yeah, right? hundredth <laughs> richest towns in America if, if your name is Baron Chambliss. <laughs> okay. So he rolls in, he's like, yo, they got screwed. So he knew that they looked at Michael Langford a lot and um, his 
So according to his brother, Sandy Langford, Michael had been diagnosed with schizophrenia Called as a it. young man. Easy peasy, dude. Uh, he does strange things. Uh, he peeks <laughs> into windows. <laughs> But Reddit's still like, not, not bro, <laughs> might be a mo- like <laughs> mostly unusual neighborly kindness with a kind of a lack of having a social barrier is yeah. how they described it. Yeah, he goes out and gets the newspaper every morning. Um, says John Schmidt, his new his next door neighbor. Like he'll go and get the newspaper for John Schmidt and be like, here you go. All right, it's definitely this Boo Radley character. You can't tell me it's not. Oh, that's what they thought of a Boo Radley. True, true. You're right. <laughs> People who had known for decades uh, told me they didn't think he was capable of writing uh, letters. They didn't think he could write? They didn't think he was... It says capable of writing the letters. Oh, oh, okay. I I read that too. Like, he just can't... He just doesn't know the alphabet. I don't think schizophrenia does that to you. Yeah. So, um, Chambliss looks more into the case. He discovers something surprising and suspect. Yeah. Investigators who had conducted a DNA analysis... That determines that the DNA on one of the envelopes and determined it was a woman. What? Oh, so they ran DNA. Mm-hmm. And they found it was a woman. Mm-hmm. And they're sure it's but not for some is... reason, the DNA was not brought up until this ex what? guy looked into it. And are we sure it's not Maria's DNA? <laughs> it okay. doesn't say it, so I assume they rule that out. Okay. That'd well, be we'll kind of silly we'll otherwise. Yeah. He decided to look closely at Abby Langford, Michael's sister. Mm. She was a real estate agent, and mm. she was maybe upset about missing the commission on the the property. Shit. What a spiteful asshole. <laughs> um, she also worked at Lord & Taylor. So this is an amazing part. Chambliss um, and a security guard there nabbed her plastic water bottle during That's a shift to sick. get to some get of that DNA. good DNA. Nice. Is that legal? I don't know what the legality of that I is. I don't know. Like Stealing a water bottle? I mean, if it's plastic I guess water bottle, the trash, probably not. public. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. It, like, if it's a Poland Springs bottle, I'd be very surprised if that was against the law. True. But if you stole, like, a Yeti, <laughs> I don't know if that's technically <laughs> against the law. Like, a permanent water bottle? <laughs> not just the creature. Not who... one you throw out. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a full-blown Yeti? <laughs> but the DNA was not a match. Okay. Bummer. That's a Big bummer. time bummer. That would have been a cool story line. So, not long after... The prosecutor's office called Derek and Maria and tell them they had ruled out the Langfords as suspects, but they would not tell them why or how. <laughs> okay. That's seems... so obviously everyone's like, how could you possibly rule them out? Yeah, they seems... are the number one yeah, suspect. Seems... Where do we possibly go from there? And they don't tell them why they are ruling them out. That's great. So the Langfords are very mad. Um, go to the press and say, we've been here for a while and these people get letters and all of a sudden we get turned into some kind of witch hunt and they're pretty mad. So then they hire some other people. Well, first they go through, they they do like, these people are losing their minds. They go through old Christmas cards from uh, stuff and a neighbor across the street said... Wait, when you say they go through old Christmas, like of who? Like from the neighbors. They go through Christmas cards to try and match... Oh, to hand, or handwriting. Handwriting. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. All right, that makes sense. The neighbor across the street was the CEO of Kroll, a security firm. They hired that company to look for handwriting matches. Nothing. They also hired... This is a fun one. They <laughs> hired Robert Leonard, a renowned forensic yeah. linguist and also a former member of the band Shanana. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So this guy who played at Woodstock... <laughs> Is a shot on that cast member is now in the mix. I love he it. He 
yep, played at Woodstock and is now helping these people with their... So they have the woman who was the inspiration for <laughs> Silence of the Lambs working on their yeah, payroll. Yeah, they got Silence of the Lambs. They, they got Shana Na. <laughs> How many other... Um, who also did not find anything, by the way. <laughs> God, that's amazing. The only thing <laughs> he found was that he thinks the author might watch Game of Thrones <laughs> because one of the episodes is the watchers on the wall. Okay, that seems like he watches Game of Thrones and he apl- impl- like applied that to this. And at one point, Derek said he was willing to try and hack, uh, hire a friend in tech to connect him to a hacker to <laughs> hack into his neighbor's Dude, that's such a classic okay into the mainframe yeah he's, that's such a classic to try like, and find incriminating documents uh he said he didn't go through with it though because it wouldn't hold up in court anyway like no but also that's such a classic move of someone to be like we'll get a hacker like he's <laughs> gonna hack the mainframe and find all this information i hate that so after this the police are back to square one the DNA did not help. And then, of course, the DA not saying why or how. Um, why so the would Langfords they withhold that information? That's... We, it just, we just don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Personally. That's insanity. At the same time, the Brodises, uh, they leave, received their letter. Another family on the boulevard got a note from the watcher. Oh. All right. Things are just coming apparently to light now at this point. I don't know why. This is... And we say, oh, oh, this is this is someone who got it before the Brodus's did. And it's they say, so this writer of this article says that he says that the police investigation was so porous and like bad that they had missed this clue. That another family on the street clue. had gotten a letter from the watch. How did they not manage? How could you go through this investigation and not manage to get this clue? I don't understand. So... <laughs> Well, it says the parents of that family that lived in the house for years and their kids were grown. So they just threw the letter away. Like the Woodses. That's so stupid. After the news broke of their children, posted on Facebook, then deleted the post. When investigators spoke to the family, the letter had been similar to the Brodus's, but its existence had only made the case more confusing. Yep. Chambliss said there wasn't a whole lot from the letter to go on. Interesting. Wait, so but was this does that mean that this new letter was like my f- grandfather and father was in your house too? He was in all the houses on this street. Like wh- I want to know the content of that letter. You know? It doesn't say. It must so it must be ominous and not well not it must be just not ominous. Nothing like theirs. That's what the woods has said it was like weird but not threatening. And then okay, so the bros is just were unlucky. Like they just got the crazy they got this guy was like i guess mildly okay with everyone else but he was very not okay with the brodus <laughs> we should start Maybe uh, because they were doing re- i would assume it's because they did renovations he seems to really have a, oh, have a hard on for this that makes sense house we should make and that like, they had young kids make a pen pal organization of you write creepy letters to each other's houses about the young bloods living there it'll be the young blood pen pal association <laughs> Just hope that someone not involved doesn't like intercept the letter, like yeah. someone's wife or like mom. <laughs> yeah, like, she, she does an email if you want to join the Y A L E Y A L A the Yalas. Yeah, come or no closer Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-Y-B-
So Chambliss and a partner of his are still on it. They're still working the beat. They're in the back of a van. That's not working the beat. That's a stakeout. They're in the back of a van parked on Boulevard, and they're watching the house through binoculars. So this Baron Shambles guy, he's determined to find out who this asshole is. Mm-hmm. At 11 o'clock, a car stops in front of the house, and Shambles grows suspicious. He says the car was traced to a young woman in a nearby town whose boyfriend lived on the same block as 657 Boulevard. Ooh. The woman told Shambliss her boyfriend was into some really dark video games. Oh, don't tell me it's a fucking... <laughs> including in Chambliss's memory. Oh, no. One in which she was playing a specific character called... The Watcher. Now I gotta, now I'm like going through my vault Nagada. of video games in my brain to try and figure out what game this is. But anyway, continue. What if The Watcher was like the drummer from Sha Na Na? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just- <laughs> it was Jimi Hendrix. Like. <laughs> okay. As for the female DNA, Chambliss figured the girlfriend or someone else could have helped. Boyfriend was living elsewhere at the time, but Chambliss says he agreed to come in for an interview on two different occasions, but he did not show up. Mm, Chambliss didn't have enough evidence to compel him to appear with the media attention dying down. So he dropped the case and moved on. How many times has that happened during this story? Dude, Baron, come on, man. I thought you were cool. And now I you're guess pulling this kind of crap. He's within the bounds. Of, we got to take the law into your own hands, Baron Chambliss. Yeah, that's... We need the Punisher or Daredevil. We need someone that can get in there. All right, yeah. Without that... a warrant. <laughs> so this time moving on without anything else is actually hurting the case for the Broadduses. It's becoming more of an urban legend and a lot of the rumors becoming a consensus that the Broadduses had sent the letters themselves. Why would they ever do that? Because they're crazy. Why would anyone send the letter at all? Well, I, I mean, they have no motive to send a spooky letter to themselves and cause all this uproar if they're trying to, like... Well, so here's the theory is that uh, the Broadduses suffered buyer's remorse and realized they couldn't afford the home. And they were trying to do this to get out of the sale altogether. Huh. That's some kind. But of, how would that? Not, that doesn't. You don't get a refund. Why don't they build the house say and They sell were it? looking for insurance fraud. They were trying to get a movie deal. That's such an insane way to try to get like. A side note: uh, Lifetime eventually released a movie oh, called yeah. The Watcher, despite a cease and desist letter from the Broduses. <laughs> The Broduses had upgraded from a $315,000 house to a $770,000 house to a $1.3 million and uh, refinanced all their mortgages so they're thinking they don't actually have the money to do this. What an insane family, if that's the truth. That's actually nuts. Why would you... The local newspaper turned on them saying that, uh, asked why would you, if you didn't want to move into the house, why would you keep renovating it as suspicious? But this is still under the assumption that they truly didn't want to move in. I feel like that newspaper's that that that's just taking it for when it's just a speculation. Right? Yeah, and all of them, none of them made sense. The Broadduses had answers to all of them. Basically, he said, like, I got raises. That's how I can afford nicer and nicer houses because that's <laughs> what happens in your life <laughs> uh, okay. is you make more money and you can buy ni- nicer houses. Okay, but <laughs> I don't know if that still explains the whole, like... W- I, you know, I've gotten a raise before. I didn't immediately write a terrifying note saying like, I, because I don't want to move into Well, that's our... what they're saying is it's not a uh, fraud. Oh, they're saying, okay. I they're see, poking I see, holes I see. in the theory that they don't have enough money and they're doing this to get out of the sale or gotcha. somehow profit off of it. He said, oh, Derek thinks that 
conspiracy theory like everything that they're doing looks like a conspiracy theory because it's a natural what he quotes saying it's a natural tendency to say i've lived here for 35 years nothing's happened to me right um but really it's happening to his family and he says that the community lives in a fantasy world being from this rich yeah nothing ever goes wrong saying there's there couldn't possibly be mental illness in our community um and that people just don't believe it could happen. In it's Westfield, just cognitive dissonance at that point. Exactly. And even though, despite this, there is literally two sex offenders <laughs> and a diagnosed schizophrenic in the neighborhood, yeah. which is why, like, no, I'm not saying it's one of them, but I'm saying those people can't, like, people Awfully thin with facade. mental illness <laughs> yeah. are there and can be there. Right. Yeah, that's not really, they're not really gatekeeping these people. No, not at all. So they still had to figure out what to do with this home. Uh, they had a lawsuit, but it was most likely going to not succeed. They had a lawsuit against the Woodses for not revealing the note. Though, since the Woodses did not think of their note, think much of their note, and said that their note was non-threatening, there wasn't much of a case. Did the did the Brodises get a chance to see the note, or no? No, I believe they got rid of it. The Woodses. They oh, just okay. were like, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tossed it. Gotcha. I think it'd be very suspicious if they did keep that note. Well, that kind of... And they put, were like, it's doesn't, not threatening. Doesn't that pull like, Why do you have put it? a huge hole in the whole theory that they were doing it themselves if the Woodses already got the letter? The, yeah, and a house down the street got the letter. And Yeah, okay, yeah. So that kind of totally negates that theory in mm-hmm. my mind. Unless the Brodises were sending letters before they moved there. I mean... And were eyeing this house. It would be Yeah, that'd elaborate. be so a lot of... Mm-hmm. forethought for this to work out mm-hmm. so they're feeling like they're out of options so they said they should just sell the house to a developer tear it down and split the property into two sellable homes and it'll probably get one million for the lot it happens a lot in the town of westfield apparently and dividing it would mean that the westfield planning board would have to grant an exception to it though and this is rejected um the westfield field facebook's group lit up <laughs> Um, mostly with people being angry, saying that they're scam artists, just trying to develop property. Okay. As someone who is a part of a community Facebook, that is a community Facebook group's 90% of the time. <laughs> they're just like, somebody crushed my tomatoes in the community garden. <laughs> it's a, a conspiracy. Yeah, it, my tomatoes. That's never pleasant in these groups. Old Joe Wayne down the road was always jealous yeah, of my yeah. tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Typical Facebook conversations were like this one. <laughs> they have a good example. <laughs> Sounds like the whole watcher thing was a ploy. And then there would be a response, the owners are good people, not a ploy. And then the response would be, okay, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I mean. So the Brodises decided to have a hearing. Uh, the hearing lasted four hours. There was little discussion of the reason the Brodises have been driven to tear down their home in the first place. Has anybody thought about whether or not this lunatic who did this has been apprehended already? Says one of the residents. His name is Tom Higgins. He lives across the street from there near the... But near mm. the end of the hearing, he points out that there was no guarantee the watcher wouldn't send letters to the two new houses. Arguing that aesthetics should rule the day. <laughs> <laughs> Putting up two houses like there is going to stick out like an old client of mine in Texas told me, Higgins said, it's going to stick out like a dog's balls. <laughs> this is the one dude in the story who I can 100% get behind as a cool dude. <laughs> Tom Higgins? Tom Higgins. Sticks out like a dog's balls, dude. <laughs> uh, later that night, the board unanimously rejected the proposal to build to, to for them to develop the land into two different houses. Okay, that, I believe that. That sounds like what this town would do. After that, they tried for 
to apply to the town for relief on taxes they paid for the mortgage and renovations. Also denied. Cool. The, what, the, what is horrifying about this, too, we should mention, is Maria grew up in this town, not far from this house. Mm-hmm. So basically this town where she lived in her whole life. Has turned on her. Has Well, one, that, and has been completely ruined. That's another thing why I don't That's think it was true. her. That yeah. she... Yeah. That would put a sour taste in my mouth if my hometown was now... Haunted, haunted by, by the watcher. a psychopath, and then also everyone's like, "No, it's not it's you." Yeah, that's okay. Fair. Long, long after the Brodus's got some good news, finally. Hey, family with two with uh, grown children and two big dogs uh, agreed to rent it, and they said they weren't worried about the watcher. They didn't. We this got family two big was dogs. badass. <laughs> yeah, and like whatever. I got two huge dogs. Two weeks later, Derek went to six fifty seven to deal with squirrels that had taken up <laughs> in the roof. Okay. Oh, no, uh, the, the renter, walls? The, no. Oh. The renter, I think that was purely just part of the metaphorical. Yeah. Because I thought that too when I started. I was like, there's going to be a skeleton in the walls. Yeah, right, right, right. No, but the renter handed him an envelope that had just arrived. Oh, no. It read, violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. <laughs> why, do you, why do you have to go and hit him with a low blow like that? It also said, (laughs) maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash and bones break. Really threw bicycles into that whole crash thing. (laughs) Does not seem as scary as the other ones. Planes and cars. It might really skin up your knee though. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So basically, uh, Maria said it was like, we're back at the beginning. (laughs) A new, fresh letter that was equally as threatening despite them not even living in the home, but using their names directly and threateningly. So do we get any DNA DNA analysis on this bad boy? No. In fact, it says the Brodus has continued to press this case, but there still wasn't much law enforcement. Interesting. Good. So this... Basically, what the stories told me is, like, apparently in Westfield, New Jersey, don't trust the cops. Don't trust anybody. It seems like everyone in this town's a huge jerk. Mm-hmm. To this day, after that happened, we still don't know who it was. Shit. They still rent out the home to this day. Okay, still so same renters. Yes, and there was also... Um, and no more letters Additional since letters written oh. to neighbors. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, police. Probably nothing. Just a guy writing letters to everyone in the neighborhood scaring the crap out mm-hmm. of Well, no, there were other letters that said uh, accusing the families around them of inaccurately portraying the Brodises. So it's like a retaliation letter at the people in the community for turning on them. What? Wait, so now the watcher's clapping back? No, no, no. Oh. It's someone else clapping. Well, they don't know who's clapping oh, back. Okay, it I includes see. several stories, uh, recent acts of domestic terrorism to try to bring attention of mental illness. The type letters were signed friends of the Brodus family. Ooh. Interesting. So they're like, someone's clapping back at the community for being assholes. Cause okay, people, fair. Like there was one person who wrote on Facebook that was so mad at them. I don't like criticize them so much that I, w- this is the quote. I wish we could go back to the days of tar and feathers. What? I have just the couple in mind. Wow. This is someone who's so mad at the Broduses. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah, it's that's a lot of enemies. So this interviewer uh, brings us up to Derek. He says, do you have any idea like who that was? And then he says, was it you? Derek paused for a moment. 
and then he admitted he had done it. What? He hadn't told his wife or anyone else. He had wrote those letters to defend himself, not the Watcher yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, no, he wrote the, the Watcher's one, still yeah. out there. He wrote Friends of the Brodus's letters. Mm-hmm. He's okay. the friend of the Brodus's. He clapped back. <laughs> and so basically he said it's like a cancer living with this obsession every day to this day. That, this only happened oh. in 2014, so he still probably is Ooh, on this, God. sipping this Kool-Aid. He says he thinks about it every day of his life, and he's obsessed with it. I mean, yeah, I would be too. If that's, oh man, that is, dude, if this was like the watcher's long con to make this dude just go crazy, that'd be like, that'd be a smart guy. Yep. And there's one last letter that Derek hands the person who wrote this article. It says, you are despised by the house and the watcher has won. Wow. Damn. That's a good one. I don't, I don't like the thought. That's such a creepy thought. I don't like it one bit. It's so scary. Um, and the problem is, it's just not easy to get in, out of. You can't leave that house. And right. even then, he knows your name, your wife's name, all of your kids' names. That's true. He might be. You don't know if taking a massive financial hit on this house is even going to stop this. Right. Because he's. They're not even in the house. But apparently, from that last one, it seems like the whole Watcher's plan was to turn everyone against them because they upset him. I don't know if it's because they wouldn't have the young blood in the house like he wanted. Dude, that's a genius move, though. To like, if <laughs> you're commending the Watcher. Oh, well, just... seriously, though, like I like to be like, I know what I'll do. I'll write some crazy letters. People are gonna hate him because crazy of crazy ass letters of the world, like the society in this town. That'd be nuts. I mean, I'm 95% sure that, like, it's not that case. It's probably just a crazy person, but that would be crazy <laughs> forethought on that guy. But, yeah, so some of our stories like this one, they're not all going to be about kind of this unexplainable supernatural stuff. It's more just the eerie, the creepy. Yeah, the macabre. This, I find stuff like this even creepier because yeah, this could like, 100% this happen to me tomorrow. Right. The The family next door seems too suspicious. And there's so many times in this thing, like this story where it was like on the brink of almost being solved and then the cops just didn't look into it. Or like it, from what I could tell, law enforcement just stopped. They just gave up. I'm sure there might like, be more to it if like, I'm going to get an email from like someone <laughs> who from I'm a cop the, 78 at yeah, gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> From like the town of Westville, who's like, hey, we did everything we could. And we're in legal bounds. <laughs> you weren't I'm there. Sure. I'm also don't know a ton about what they like. Like we talked about the bottle. Can they legally take that? I don't know. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I mean, our our legal uh, DNA also <laughs> makes it tough. But yeah, the, okay. So the people who just got off scot free, the video game guy who just didn't show up to <laughs> interview. <laughs> that's yeah. That how is that not something you follow up on as a police officer? That seems like such that a seems sketchy like a move. sick way to get away with anything. Just. Yeah, the like, cops uh, are like, we need to question. Just be like, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll be there. And then just don't yeah, sure. do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, I'll, no, I'll be right there. Ah, <laughs> oh, this dude. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm convinced. Well, I shouldn't say I'm convinced. I just think that the watcher is probably the schizophrenic guy next door. That seems awfully convenient. And everything about this seems to point. It's not too perfect, though. He's not the guy in Scooby Doo you think it is. No, because it's not like. Uh, that's set up to be that way where this is like, and that's like a show where you know there's going to be some kind of bad guy at the end, whereas this is just like a crazy incident that happened. Horrifying. Therefore, I just assume the the most likely scenario of the crazy next door Boo Radley character. 
I think I, I'm not willing to bet all my chips on him because of the incident with the girl and her boyfriend. You, okay, so you put a lot of faith into that whole boyfriend. Not I do because it was not looked into at all. Yeah, that is weird. Um, that definitely has. That's definitely number two on my list of weird things. Yeah. Essentially, I'm glad to be what I should say to wrap this up. Very glad that we live in a world where the handwritten letter is dying. I yeah. barely even check my hand mail if it's not a bill or something. Right. I don't really read it. And everything can be traced online. So I'm hoping the age of the watcher is coming to an end for 657 Boulevard. Although this did happen in 2014. I shouldn't say this like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that's all. I mean, is that, is that everything? That's it's just it? still a mystery. And uh, for the residents of 657 Boulevard, I so, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they've been apparently watching the house since the 40s. So I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. So we just live in a world with the Watcher. Cool. It's the Watcher's world and we're all living in it. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Monday Morning Macabre. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and check out our website at www.mondaymorningmacabre.com. We will have extras and notes putting up for each episode where you can check out pictures and we'll even have images of the letters from the Watcher up there. So thank you for listening and... Have a, have a good Monday. Have a good Monday.